This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem, Baruch We continue in. Daf HaShavuah, Mesech Taksubais. We're learning Daf Chav Beis, Amad Aleph. We begin on three lines on the bottom. Chav Aleph, Amad Beis. Amar Rabbi Abba, Amar Rav Huna, Amar Rav. Rabbi Abbas, in the name of Huna, the name of Rav, three Dayanim that sit down to verify Ashtar, and a protest emerged on one of them. There was a challenge to the validity of one of the Edim. So the other two want to defend. Excuse me, to one of the Dayanim. In other words, what happened was, either these three Dayanim sat down to verify the star, and all of a sudden, there is a question about the uh, kashrus of one of them. So, Ad Chasmu Alav. Before they signed the, the henpik, before they signed the verification, so they could say, this guy, this, this rabbi who, who you're questioning, He's a good guy. He's a kosher Dayan. And then they could sign. Once the two of them sign their name, they cannot, uh, they cannot verify the third one. Once they signed it, they cannot testify and sign it. Rashi says, before they sign it, on the verification, they could testify about the third guy. But once they sign it, they're Nagebaidas, because it's going to be uh, disparaging for them that they sat, they presided with a guy who was puzzled. So once they sign it, they cannot testify that this third guy is kosher. Before they sign it, they have no beef in the game. They have nothing they have no reason to defend the guy. So they're not Nagea, they're not biased, so they could testify. Once they signed it, they can't defend this third dayan. So the Gemara wants to know, Irur Demai, what kind of challenge was issued against the Kashrus of the third dayan? E Nasa, if it was a challenge that he's a Gazlan, Treyu Treyninu, that it's two against two. It's two against two. E Irur Depegamish, what does that mean it's two against two? Let's say, in general, if one aide comes and challenges the, ver- if, the veracity of somebody, it's meaningless because he has a cheskas kashos. Elamai, the only the only way um, that there's a challenge is two aidim come and say that uh, two aidim come and say that he's puzzle. Well, then it's tray or tray because when the two aidim say he didn't steal. It would be two against two, and he would then be puzzled. So then, even if let's say they did not, sh- uh, even if they didn't testify yet, they should not be able to defend him because it's two against two. Ra- right? Rashi says if they if two Adam say he didn't steal, so then they would not be kosher. So Toysus asks that. 
Why not? Why, why wouldn't we say if it's two against two? So you have a cheskas kashus here. In other words, why wouldn't the guy's cheskas kashus come in at this point where it's two against two? In other words, the Gemara wants to know what kind of challenge are we saying that if it's before the Edom signed, they could defend the guy. If it's after the Edom signed, they can't defend the guy. If it's, they say he's a Gazlan, so then how could they defend him before they signed, but it's two against two. So Taisa says, what do you mean? So let him, let his cheskas kashrus come in. Okay. If there's a challenge about uh, his yichus, so then they should be able to defend him even after they sign. Either biased, but the answer is when it comes to Pagam Mishpacha, this is a matter that eventually, all you need is a Giloy Mosa. Eventually the cat, eventually we'll find out whether in fact he's kosher or not. So we're not going to say, don't let them testify because they're Noigea Bedavar, because we're not really reliant on them. Ultimately, the matter will be ascertained as to his kashras or not. Says Gemara, Really, we're talking about where it's protest that he's a gazlan. I, it's treu tre. So how could they defend him? The answer is where they say yes, he was a gazlan, but he did tshuva, he repented. So now they're not contradicting the Edom. They say, yeah, we agree he was once a gazlan, but he repented. But they're only believed to say that before they sign because they're not biased. But once they sign, they're biased. They're not believed to say that he did teshuva. Amar Abzer, said, The following matter, I heard from Rabbi Abba, Had I not heard it from Rabbi Abba from Akoy, I would have forgot it. Three people sit down, they preside to verify Ishtar. One of them dies. So now one of them died, then only two of them are going to be signing that they verified it. In other words, three of them were presiding over the case, and they they presided over the case, they were going to verify the Ishtar. But before the third guy could sign, he dropped dead. And... You know, modern medicine um, has determined that it's very hard for someone who's dead to sign a star. So it, it becomes very challenging to sign a star if somebody is dead. So here they had, they all, the three of them wrote, let's say, a ashrasa. But what's going to be? Only two of them are going to sign it. So three people sat to be Mekam Ishtar and one of them dies. Tzrichin lemichtav b'moisav telasa havina. They need to write, in the presence of three we were, the Chadle Sohi and one of them died. Because if they don't write that, it's going to look very uh, unusual that only two people signed it. People are going to think, oh, a Bezdin could be two. Because if, if the Ashrasa says that in front of the three of us, this uh, star was verified, only two signed, you're going to leave a lot of people scratching their heads, what's going on over here? I thought a bezin has to be three. Says the Gemara, Rav Nachem Bar Yitzchak, Rav Nachem Bar Yitzchak said, yes, we understand, I understand why you have to write, it was in the presence of three and one died, but the Kosav Bey, but if you write, Shtara Dinan, this star Nafak Lekadmano Beidina, came out before us in Bezdin, nothing more is needed. Once the Ashrasa said it was presided by a Bezdin, so even if two people sign it, but everyone's going to know that in fact, that uh, something happened to one of them.
because you're not. It's not a bezdin unless you have three. But if you don't write bezdin, people are going to mistakenly think that kiyam shtaros could be in front of two people, but it can't. Frek the Gemara. Why does writing that it happened in front of a bezdin help? I vidilma bezdin chatzafu. Maybe it was a brazen court. We know you need three lechachila. But Shmuel is of the opinion that B'diyeved, a bezin of two works, Ukedah Shmuel, like Shmuel's opinion, Damar Shmuel, because Shmuel said, Shnayim Shadanu, two people that judged, Dineyem Din. The Din is post facto good. Elashnik or Bezin Chatzav, it's just they're called a brazen bezin because Chazal say that they should not preside over such a case. Says the Gemara, the reason why we're not concerned that people are going to think that it's two, and it's a bezin chatzof, is for example, the kasev bay where they wrote in it, beidina de ravna ashi, it was the court of Ravashi. And this was a very prominent court. So in a court of the caliber of Ravashi, you would never have two people sign it. Says the Gemara, that's very nice, it's the court of Ravashi. And Ravashi himself, personally would never sign on, um, would never allow two people to act as a Bezdin. But maybe the rabbis who work for Ravashi, they uh, hold like Shmuel. I understand Ravashi himself, and I know I understand it's Ravashi's court, but who said he was, he was there that day? Maybe the other rabbis who were working there, they would agree to Shmuel. Maybe the rabbis of Ravashi's academy hold like Shmuel. The answer, the answer is the Kasavay, the Amarlana, Ravna Ashi, where they wrote on it, not only was it Ravashi's court, but Ravashi told us to go ahead with this. So now, this is not just the court of Ravashi, but Ravashi himself instructed them to sign it. Says the Hilaga Mishnah. A woman says, We don't know this woman from Adam. We didn't never knew she was married. She says, by the way, I was married, and now I'm divorced. Nemena, she's believed, because we have no knowledge she was married other than through her say-so, and she was saying her marriage was terminated. The, the very mouth that created the Yisr releases it. But if we have witnesses that she was married, and she says, that I was divorced. If there are Edim that she was an Ashish and she says that I was divorced, so then we don't we're not reliant on her that she was married, and she, all we need her to do is to terminate the Yisr. She's not believed. She doesn't have the kayak to, to release herself from Isser. She doesn't have Namanus. She's Nagayabadavar. We can't believe her. A woman says, I was captured, but I'm Tahar. We had no idea she was captured other than her say so. So, a woman who says that I was captured. And I'm tar, she's believed. However, if we had independent witnesses that she was captured, and she says 
that I'm tar, ain't no nemer, she's not believed. But if once she's married, the Edim came, in other words, she said, I was captured, and then she says, I'm Tahar. If after she married, then the Edim came, then we don't believe her. The Gemara will explain what that case is uh, talking about. Amirabasi Zak the Gemara Rabasi said Minayin La Pesha Asura Pesha Hitter Minatoira. How do you know biblically what is the biblical source that for Pesha Asura Pesha Hitter? Shanemar, the Pasak says Esbiti Nosati Lo Ishazel Isha. My daughter I gave to this man as a wife. My daughter I gave to this man as a wife. Laish Asra Hazah Hitira. My daughter I gave to this man as a wife. So when he says, My daughter I gave to this man, without specifying which man it is, he thereby renders her usher to the whole world because she's married to some guy, but we don't know who he is. So at that moment when he said Lo'ish, he is ushering her to the world. And when he says Hazah, so now he's mad to her. To him. So that's a Pesha or a Pesha Hitter. Now, That's very difficult because in this case, in a typical case of Pesha Asr, Pesha Hitter, we don't know that she was in a compromised situation, so when she clarifies that nothing happened, we believe her. But in this case, the first statement has no meaning whatsoever. There is no meaning. Oh, as biti no satilish, I married off my daughter. Okay, shkoyach, but explain what you mean. So in other words... Just this would be a difficult makar for Peshas and Peshenta because the truth is, without further clarification, it's unintelligible. But anyway, the Gemara wants to learn out from here a Peshas or Peshenta, and the Gemara asks, "Lamali kra? Why do I need a pasuk svarahi?" There's a intuitive logic to it. Who asavihisharila? He is the one who created the iser. So if he created the Isser, he should be believed to say in what scenario the Isser applies. And so he says that, that in fact, she's mutter, he's mutter. So we don't need a Pasuk for Pesha Asar or Pesha Hitter. It's a Svara. Aleki Itzruch Kra, what do I need a Pasuk for? Lechad Rav Huna Marav. For the teaching of Rav Huna Marav. Dem Rav Huna Marav. Minayin La'av Shenemon Lassar Esbitai. How do I know? That a father is believed to answer his daughter, Menatayra, Shenemar, as Biti Nasati Lo Ishazah. How do you know a father is believed to answer his daughter? Meaning, Rashi says, Shenemon lesser as bito, kishihi kitano einara. How do you know 
that a father is believed to ask his daughter when she's a Ketan or a Nara, Kadsha, that it's within his ability to marry her off. How do I know that if he says, I married her to Pliny, he's believed? Toysus asks on the bottom, why do I need a Pasuk? If he is Taka able to marry her off to someone, then he should be able to say that he did so. Normally, you're believed to say something that is biyadoi to do. So he is allowed to marry her off. Of course, he's Neman to say he did so. But Ravuna, in the name of Rav, says, How do you know that a father is Neman to ask his daughter Medarai? So Shenemar is biti nosati l'shazah. Ba'ish. My daughter I gave to a man. So now the question is, Hazel Lomeli, what do I need the Hazel? I don't need the Hazel to teach me a Pesha Asr, Pesha Hitra, that's a Svara. So from Hazel, I learn out something else. I need it for that which Rabbi Yoyna taught, the Tani Rabbi Yoyna. Esbiti Nasati Loish, Hazel, Hazel My daughter I gave to this man, to this man and not to the Yavam. Meaning, the halach is that if somebody marries a woman, and then at the time of Nesuin, he says, you know, she's not a basula. And it turns out that he was lying. So he's a mighty shemra, and he has to pay her uh, money. But what if instead, that's the din of Moitzi Shemra. But what if instead of saying that his wife was not a Besula, he says the Yavam, when his brother dies, his brother, let's say, did Arison, and before his brother did Nesuin, uh he died, and she fell to him. What if when he lived with her, he says, you know, uh, you're not a basula. You were a mezana when you were married to my brother. So the halacha is the dinim of Moitzi Shemra do not apply in such a scenario. We do not. There's no the din of Moitzi Shemra does not apply to a yavam only to your wife. That's what we learned from Hazeh. As biti nasati lo ish Hazeh, and the biti nasati ish Hazeh is by the pasuk of Moitzi Shemra, where the guy says, "My daughter, I gave to this man." But that and Loimat Sasila Basulim, he claimed that she doesn't have Basulim. That only applies by a wife, but that doesn't that only applies by a wife, but not by a Yavama. New Sugya, this is a very interesting Sugya, it's a Shas Sugya. This is a Sugya of Amasla. Okay, Tanarabanan. Hoisha Shaamra Isha Sashani. A woman says, I'm married. So a man uh, meets a woman. He's a bacher. He just got out of the freezer today. And he wants to get married. He's, thaw- he's thoroughly thawed after 24 hours. And he goes over to a woman. He's in Lakewood. And he says, Isha, I want to marry you. So she says, no, 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 no. I'm already married. And then a few minutes later, um, she meets someone else 
And the guy says, I want to marry you. She says, good, I'm single. Uh, she's believed. What do you mean? But an hour ago she said she was married. An hour ago she said she was married. And she rendered herself usher. If she gave a good excuse why she originally said she was married. Let's say she said, yeah, I said I was married to that guy. Because that guy has five ears and six noses. So to that guy I was married. But to the normal guy, I was single. So we believe her. Tanya nami hachi, amra isha sishani, if she says I was married. Now, if any time she says toch kedei dibur, the second statement, she's always believed to be mavatel, the first thing. That's din and dibur. Here we're talking about v'chazra. After a little while, then she said, she changed her tune, that's when you need the amasla. Says Gemara, Tanya nami hachi, amra isha sishani, if she said I'm married. And then she said, I'm single. In an Amenes, she's not believed. But but if she gives an excuse, Ne'amenes, she's believed. There's also a story, about a great prominent woman. She was great in beauty. Many people want to marry her. She said to them, No, 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 no. I'm not available. I'm married. Liam a few days later, she went and got married. The rabbi said, How'd you get married if you were already married? Why do you see fit to do this? She said to them, In the beginning, when inappropriate matches came my way, I'm married. Now that I'm getting proper ideas, Amarati, I got up in Kiddush Yetzatsi, and I got myself married. So she gave an amasla. Vezu halacha, this very halacha. Hello, Rab Acha, Sar Habira Lefnecha Chambusha. Rab Acha, the master of the bira, that was his kinoi, his nickname. He said before the sages of Usha, Va'amru, and they said, Imnasna amasled varanemenes. She gave, gives an amount. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.